again, I let you know that I believe in um, six degrees of separation that has happened since I started this show. Um, somebody in your circle, somebody in my circle knows one another. We all connect somehow. You're one person away, one idea away, one help away from where you want to be in your destiny. Um, and then I guys let you know how I know the person that I'm talking to. Also, just a shameless plug, if you have any events, anything going on that you want me to announce, please get in touch with me. I will be glad to do that. If you want to be a sponsor, again, I will be glad to have you. Also, if you have not subscribed yet to the YouTube channel, which is Keeping It Real Conversations with Sunshine, please like, share, and subscribe. Also, this is live on my Facebook Live page. Again, like and share the video. It is on Twitch. It's on the radio, GrooveRadioDetroit.com. Please check it out. Um, I Oh, and I just started on Spotify. So we moving, people. We are moving. Manifestation. Okay, so let me see if... Can you see it on the Facebook Live or no? No, I, I don't know. I, if, All right. Let me we, see for a hot second. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I'm checking to see if it's showing while we're talking it should but you never know never know yeah I'm there we are okay let me change the audience and make it public all right we're cooking with grease <laughs> all right here we go so you guys, today, I am talking to a relative of mine. This is my sweetheart, Paisley. Hi, guys. And uh, she is doing some big things out here. She has been doing some big things for a while. So um, years ago, um, Paisley, I was at a Pistons game. We're going to go there first. Okay. <laughs> I was at a Pistons game. And lo and behold, I see my cousin Lisa, which is her mom. And she's like, Paisley's out here. And I'm like, where's she at? Where's she at? She said, you, she is, she's going to be on the floor. Floor doing what? Well, lo and behold, my cousin Paisley was a Pistons dancer. Yeah, throwback. You going all the way back. I'm just saying. So yeah. we got to start somewhere with the basis, not just because she's in a talented family. I'm just saying. We got to start where the question would be, how did we get into the arts, the arts? Because, you know, dancing is the arts and now you're singing. So we're going to start from there of where the passion of arts came from. Okay. So um, my mom, April, and our cousin, Lisa, that's probably who y'all bumped into at the Pistons games. But my mother, April is a teacher and um, growing up, she wasn't involved with a lot of activities. So she all, she said if she had a daughter, she would get her in youth development programs. Okay. So going to like Adam Butzel Recreation Center, mm -hmm. I joined the PAL leagues that's all over um, the metropolitan, but they're, they're expanding and growing, but that's where it really started. So I started off with really small local community community involvement so if you see a child that's 
you know, they're, uh, some people like to quote them hyperactive. Really, sometimes they are just trying to figure out their way or their creative juices. So you want to get them into these different programs. I started doing like different DIA art programs. They're all free. All you got to do is Google and research it. So the same thing my mom just advocated and asked around and just kept digging into resources. And back then it wasn't a big system like Facebook. It was just literally a neighbor might say, hey, I'm taking my son to go try out for the football team or the swim team. So that's really where I uh, started my stumping grounds. (laughs) So thank you for asking. Um, So recreation centers, art programs, uh, and then I started getting into like cheer and dance. And I started Adam Bustles. A lot of people think I just started on the West Side Cubs, who was really a popular PAL youth uh, organization for cheerleading, gymnastics, and football, and they gave out scholarships and so forth, so on. But um, really, I started at Adam Bustles, really tiny, small, dealing with uh, low class, middle class kids, just trying to stay out of trouble and find their way and just pour their creativity out in the world. Because uh, uh, sometimes we lack the institutions or just the knowledge. So um, definitely uh, started with ballet, tap, jazz. So I didn't start just out there with hip hop, not saying that hip hop is not cool and it's not deeply rooted in uh, African dance, but so is ballet. A lot of people don't know that. So <laughs> yeah, and then, um, so art programs, dance and cheer programs, gymnastics programs. And then as I went on um, with different private lessons, getting your children on those Saturday routines of being active on the weekends. You know, yes, chores are important. Yes, structure is important, but get their brain and their bodies active as well. Get up and jog and walk with them. Um, Start a garden with them. Um, Put them in private piano lessons. Like literally that's exactly why I'm here today. Um, Thriving with creativity because somebody cared enough to say, okay, you're creative. Let's work it out. Work it out. Right, right, right. So when you said this is this is very important. So my sister, of course, your cousin, um, is big into gardening. And um, when you said get your kids into gardening, her kids love gardening. I would have never thought in a million years. So when she's out there, they're out there. And now that because they're eating what they you know plant in the ground. It's right. something that's embedded in them. Like, I don't, you know, they don't have to eat fast food. That's not their thing. It's like, okay, mom is doing healthy things. So this got to be the best way to go. And so um, I was just on another call with um, a friend. And um, sometimes even in church services, this is where we learn the arts. You know what I'm saying? You, you're not going to be in church and not be, you know, doing speeches um acting um singing in choirs doing all these things you're looking at it as a kid like oh this is fun this is but some of us took it as wow i could really be something and you learn you know your mistakes and you know the church was like oh come on baby you can do it you know you you get that confidence like maybe i am good so then when you go to school what you learned in church, as far as that confidence builder, you're able to do it in school. And then you take it to a whole nother level where now you're in front of um, people in college, giving speeches and you're not afraid. 
Yes, yes. You're able to do these things and it's like second nature to you. So when I saw you as a kid, I remember your, your mom talking about gymnastics. I remember cheerleading. I don't remember the, the dance part of it, but I do remember those. So her starting off with you at a younger age and you excelling, did mm-hmm. you, um, at any time, did you feel like this is my niche or this is something my mom just wanted me to do? Okay, so as time progressed, it started feeling like, you know, um, say for instance, like teenage, preteen-ish, I started saying, okay, I want to try other things because my mom became so passionate with cheerleading because you got to understand, like, you could get a scholarship. We were going, like, you know, most childhoods growing up, they say, okay, they uh, do their activity, then it shut off. Now, mine's went full year full round like three three hundred three sixty five like that's the best way I can explain just like in the um and in Chinese culture you know they go school year round Mm -hmm. same thing like my activities and my academics went full round so it wasn't no take a break I almost felt like I was in the Olympics at times so that pressure to excel and not just with your academics and get all A's and a couple B's and a couple B's was like, what you doing? But <laughs> also just the building that muscle in your body. And like you said, that self-confidence, like some days I just wanted to take a break, but looking back now, like I had so much exposure early on. So it kind of trained my mind to not play around with something I'm passionate with. Like people can't play me or manipulate right, right, me. Right. Because it's already teaching me, like, okay, I understand this platform and how it runs. I understand the operation. You've been there, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can't take it back. But however, if I was ever in a position, I had a family, like, it's good to have balance, too. Balance. Mm-hmm. It's good to have balance because I found myself wanting to do other things and it would clash with the cheer season. So mm-hmm. remember, I said, oh, I, 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 uh, I love art. So I did that art class when I was really young and then when I went to Renaissance High School they had the AP art and I really like AP art and then there was other times where I was doing uh gymnastics and cheer but that ran through with track but I wanted to try track so it was all these decisions mm-hmm. to make because if we as a family became so self-involved like we had yeah. trophies that was like 10 feet tall and heavy gold medals and like that feel really good when you work really hard but right at the time you want to branch off and do other things because they're all connected yeah they course so, right. yeah. And I, I agree. I remember those days in um, high school where uh, track and something else I wanted to play was in the same season. So I had to choose between this one or that one. Um, mm-hmm. And looking back at some things like I had put down for like causes like I was a good swimmer. Still am. Right. I was a very good swimmer. So there was a sport that was at the same time as swimming. So I couldn't, I chose, okay, so do I want to get my hair messed up every day or just, you know what I'm saying? It, it, was, yeah. it was that simple. Like I love both of these sports, but do I want to mess my hair up every day trying to go swimming? So um, I chose the other. And looking back at it, so I'm like, oh, I, maybe I should have stayed in swimming instead of however. So now I'm looking at it on the competition level. Now, I have read some stories. I have seen some stories and I know people who um, on the flip side of the bad side of it, 
where they couldn't handle the loss or they couldn't handle the pressure, as you said. So did you know anyone or did you ever feel like, you know what, I'm over it? I know plenty of athletes, plenty of teenagers, preteens, children, toddlers, adolescents struggling with this where they had a scholarship and it was ripped away from them. They had an injury. It was taken yep. away from mm-hmm. split second, been there. And I, I lifted myself, pulled a muscle like a month before um, competition. And like, I kept telling my coaches like, Hey, I pulled a muscle. And one of the coaches like didn't take me serious at all. So then the head coach came over and she's actually a nurse and a track hit head coach so she understand the conditioning of the body the anatomy she was like you can't you know uh, you can't uh ignore when uh like a, a human make a claim about their body come to find out pull the muscle in my butt it's really painful we use our butt muscles for like everything okay one of those things we take for granted however i had the pressure when i was younger like oh my god am i going to heal to even compete with my friends. So um, I've been right there and I, I cried about it, but I also had to learn really fast that my body come first. Okay. Like, it, like it really teach you a really- Girl, you helping somebody today, okay? You <laughs> really helping somebody. Yeah, because it, it, it goes, it, any anything you do where you feel like uh, it's conditioning, it's uh, labor um, inflicted, like you got to really think about it. Like, your body always come first because without your body, what are you doing? So I learned at a very early age that you cannot just beat your body up. I don't care if it's coming from your mom, father, whatever, like do not put a lot of pressure on your body, stretch your body every morning. Like when I went over to China, when I was 19, I went there on a private contract. Um, And that was one of my really big gigs at the time when I was like really into dance and I danced at different venues around China. And we had to get up every day and it was a big bong that went out in the like village and everybody would get up and go out to like this community platform wherever they were with exercise and just, it changes the whole environment. And that's one thing that I take with me. Like I get up and I stretch, even if you're in a bed, just raise your arms up, down, touch down, touch your toes, lean to left, lean to the right. It will change your whole state and being wow. because your body is a muscle. Your brain's a muscle. Like everything is a muscle. So if you don't take care of it, you're harming your muscle. Wow. I don't do that. So I need to do that. Um, when I worked at Toyota, um, that was one of their customs. Before we started work, we had to stretch um, at least, I think it was like 10 minutes of exercising. They did it um, before work, after lunch, and at the end of the shift um, because of they believed in the whole the whole body. Um, and then it gets you, you know, really rejuvenated to get your day started. And half the time, you know, you're just rolling out of the bed in enough time to freshen up, get out of the door, don't even eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just don't do it right. But like yeah. I said, you are totally helping someone. Um, when your body comes first, even when it comes to your jobs, a lot of times we'll be hurting and not feeling it or whatever, and we'll go to work. And then when we cause injury or or we're not aware and, um, an injury comes to us is what did you do this morning? Did you stretch? (laughs) Did you, I mean, 
Yeah. Nope, I didn't. So yeah. um, you are totally helping somebody. So um, again, she she has done everything when it comes to the competitions, getting your body well. As you can see, she's still beautiful. She's still, you know, all in the, I wish, Jesus. But however, so. <laughs> Listen, it's, it comes in waves. Like the reason I actually lost the weight, I actually wanted more muscle. I lost a lot of my muscle. So I went through an injury. Um, I've been fighting with an injury for like two to three years. It's called slip and rib syndrome. Yeah. And I'm an advocate for it. Um, basically, it can happen to just regular civilians or whatever. Um, it's how your body is made. I have very uh, flexible ribs. And I had my ninth and 10th rib was detached from the ligaments. So they were just floating around. So it was causing a lot of damage, like where I would have to breathe, digest, because we use our rib and our core muscles for everything. So I was just in a lot of pain. It was a lot of go to thousands of doctors. They didn't know what they were talking about. I got ignored for being black, a female. And I just kept digging into my research and like believing in myself. And on top of that, 2020 happened where it was like coronavirus, uh, the justice system and just racism and political views. Like it was a lot going on last year. So I was in that in the thick of it, trying to figure out who can surgically treat me. And I found the uh, surgeon out in West Virginia and I lost a lot of weight. I lost a lot of muscle. But that's because when your ribs are not uh, attached properly, and they're like poking out, like your body is taking on so much pain. So you, you're almost kind of like bedridden sometimes. So I went through a lot of body struggles. Like I'm just not getting back to feeling like confident, even in this body. So even though people say, oh, you look so slimmed out. Like if you look two years back, I had like a butt and like muscle in my leg. And now I'm trying to gain back that confidence to say it's okay to have an injury. It's okay to go through it and tell people like this is why we're here um i didn't know about it until i think your mom put the alert out that you were actually going to surgery yeah um and of course thank god it worked thank god that you're still here thank still you looking beautiful and you know you're on another I adventure so in, in this time of when you were dancing and things of that nature um, were you doing um, private sessions with people, like teaching them how to dance or? Oh, absolutely. Um, I did choreography um, actually since I was younger. I would hop in as like an assistant or somebody would just say, hey, I'm struggling with a routine. And this was back in PAL league days. And then I also did all-star um, cheer and dance. So I did both. So I would teach a contemporary solo routine or I'll do a big group where it's like the little tiny girls. And then every year I would excel and do more advanced until I became a head coach or a choreographer in high school. I uh, choreographed like three pieces and I was paid on the side um, later on. Like, you know, the more you tell people what you do, the more they'll cater to you. Like um, I was watching an interview with Shonda Rhimes and she was like, have that yes theory, say yes. So when my cousin said, hey, I'm doing this podcast, say yes. Like, why would you block out what, what God bless you with? Like, if you're talented and you know you're talented, show everybody and say yes. 
say, oh, I could do that for you. Okay, let me come up with this and show people what you're made of. Don't always just be like, hey, I'm $500. Like, don't come in condescending. Come in and show people that you really want to help them. And yeah. Exactly. Your worth will show eventually. So I started very small and saying, um, let's do this instead. You know, not not overstepping my boundaries, but like just enhancing because somebody pulled me aside. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know, so. Like I said, I mean, knowledge is power and um, the age doesn't matter. A lot of people get into this mi- mindset and it's so wrong. Like you feel like you didn't get so at your age that you can't accept from a younger person. You can't accept from someone older than you. And mm. it's like knowledge is power. It doesn't matter where it came from. Mm. I don't know everything. I really don't. So. I'm always open to using my platform from everybody to come out and share their story. I didn't know that. So, you know, even about ballet, I did not know that. That was my thing in my head. Like, oh, well, maybe, you know, sometimes you just just don't know. And you're thinking, oh, ballet is for white people or that's their thing. So we're always comfortable into, you know, the hip hop dance or um, things of that nature and not knowing, hey, that that was us that was it's everything is tied to them just like uh genres of music we talk about country is white country is not white no it's it's just it's and we say white as like the genre is white but really if you do the history even jazz rock and roll Mm -hmm. all of it is deep-rooted in african-americans that created this genre so um i don't know if you uh, watch Terrell G. Rice show on YouTube. He's big in this um, song association. He has everybody on there. And he just had, um, I think the guy name is Breland. His first name is Breland. And he <laughs> won a song for my trucking, which is country. And he's black. And he talked about this exact same thing. He said most of the songs that we hear, we, you know, say as pop or he said, no, they're really country songs. And he said, wow. He said, now we are getting to a place where he's really pushing that we take down the stigma of titles and the genre itself. It's music, period. <laughs> um, so if I'm talking about, you know, I said, wow, he's young and he's talking about my truck. He won a, um, awards for it. Um, it went platinum. And he's black mm-hmm. and they have him categorized in the country um, category. But subway into music. Now, Miss Paisley yeah. is um, singing. La, la, la. Exactly. <laughs> so um, she has, uh, is it called an EP, right? Yes. Well, you could call it album. They're very equivalent. EP album. So she has some songs out and they were sent to me. I had to download them, of course. And um, her mom was like, I'm doing a survey to see what song speaks to you. Now mm-hmm. she has this one song on here. Let me go to it. Uh-huh. And I was like, this really, t- I, I'm, 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 uh, I'm torn of which one I like the best because I was like, yeah, that's it. 
uh, yeah, this is, you know, and I found myself in your album, truly, of finding myself where I used to be mentally, mm. where I am now. So you yeah. have this one song, um, I think he was talking about sex. And I was like, yeah, that's where I used <laughs> <laughs> That's where I used to be. <laughs> I, said, I said, yeah, that's what I used to be. Yep, that one right there. That said everything. I said, well, yeah, but that's not where I'm at now. <laughs> and so then she has a song about uh, God. And I was like, yeah, that's good too. But the one that spoke the most to me is what's going on in the country now. Mm. Um, let me see. Let me get to it. I see colors. Yeah. Is it that one? Or what's the one before that? Um, so mm, it's. Mm. Let me find it. Yeah, because I don't have a track list in front of me. I know that's that sounds so sucky, but um, I know it's it's like it's thank God don't want love turn you out. I see colors, and the last one is dreaming. I yeah, believe. I think it was yeah. I see colors is the one. So the one that, like I said, the one that used to be me was turn you out. Yeah. Hmm. Where I am now, I mean, where the country is now, basically, is I see colors. Yes. And uh, thank God very well is between those two were my favorite. But, you know, I couldn't be like, okay, turn you out. No, we're not not talking about that right now. (laughs) A little naughty. Like, turn you out was really about, for real, women empowerment when I wrote it. Mm -hmm. it. Um, it's literally about identity and sexuality mm-hmm. because I'm taking my power to turn you out. Right. Like, you know, everybody want to feel um, dominant. I can't say everybody wants to, but I believe even if they say they're submissive or whatever, I feel like somebody want presence without um, strong presence without dominating all the time. So I said, you know, I, I was real careful about the lyrics. Like the lyrics is like, yeah, it's taught it's touching on intimacy, but for real, for real, like if you dig deep, it's really about self-confidence. Well, <laughs> self-confidence, of course, you know, that that's a kind of, it's um I wanna say a taboo, but a lot of times depending on experience. Yes. Um, a lot of times I'm trying to be careful. sometimes you know we we right we get it and then sometimes you have people that um that's part of their I guess we say the love language of you know I want it this way I want it that way um are you allowing me to be me without restraints so I get it I Mm. totally get it um, and then you have people who are just, you know, hey, it's my way or, or no way. Um, and yeah. uh, however, yeah. not not my message, my message. Yeah, yeah. So in empowerment and um, being yeah. true to that of knowing who you are, and um, whatever arena is not necessarily it's not necessarily just sex, but 
exactly. in everything that you do. You have to have that boldness and confidence. Be the boss lady that you are. We're going to say that. Um, especially when you come from a, a family of women. Period. Our family is very strong <laughs> boss lady women. And even in that, we know how to help our man be the man and still be in our lane and still be the boss lady. Um, we don't have to be the, you know, the dominant one where we run in the show. No, don't necessarily have to be that. I am the helpmate. I love the message that as long as you know your identity, people don't have a chance to walk all over you. All over you, yes. What I wrote would turn you out. Like, if you really listen to it, it's really like having fun, but it's really like, do you know yourself, you know your worth, and you know what you want? It's about mm. what you want. Like, a, the female voice, we always, sometimes we're just by nature caterers and nurturers. Yes. But that song was, do you know what you want to do? Flip it, rub it, grab it, touch it, right down to your knees. If I feel like doing that on that day, that's what I want you to do on that day. But I'm clear about what I want. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to do that. You could cuddle. Mm-hmm. The, the whole point is, what do you want? Because mm-hmm. I feel like our boys get very, you know, it's like tone deaf sometimes. Tone deaf, yes. Yeah. Yes. But I am, I am, well, you know you have to sing something, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can sing some new stuff I'm actually working on. Um, since we're talking about naughty and sexy, let's, you know, funk it up. Um, so this one is called Coffee Bar. So I'm going to just hop into that and it's very, uh, funky. So hopefully y'all catch the, uh, melody. Who I, you walk into the coffee bar, our eyes like you struck through me. I don't know just who you are, if it's love it's meant to be, falling for the piece of your love, falling for the piece of your love, I swear, falling for the piece of your love, mm-hmm. falling for the piece of your love, I swear, who I Don't want to keep kissing you, I'm only dreaming. Don't want to keep chasing you, I'm chasing seasons. I'm here for you for right now to be one being. I'm here for you, but you keep losing our reasons. Falling for the piece of your love. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Falling for the piece of your love, I swear who I. So yeah, that one is done, but. I just condensed it for you. So, <laughs> so and thank you and uh, congrats on the album. Um, I am so godly proud of you. Thank um, you. For the simple fact you could have been doing something else. And the fact that you are following your passion, whatever needs to come out. Um, I am so proud of you. Um I look at it now when you have um, young people, they have to be nurtured. They have to be cared for. They have to have all of this support to really, you know, get them in the right mindset and stay there. 
Because <laughs> there's so much out here that unfortunately distract us all, not just young people. But mm. y'all have more things thrown at you to get you to go left. And um, I'm like I said, I, I'm I'm proud of you. Um, you you are doing your thing. I'm I'm not surprised. I can even see you, you know, going back to you know teaching, um, whether it's vocally, whether it's um, the dance. I even see. Um, did you ever look up to what is her name? Is it Leanne? She's a big name celebrity. Um, Choreographer. Oh, Lorian. There you uh, go. Lorraine. Put her name together. Lord Jesus. Yeah, that worked with Diddy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I could. I could. I could see that. I. I used to like some of her work. Um. Like, like when she first was in her stumping grounds, like you know, she was like everywhere. Um, but it's a lot of people that like inspired me, like um. Like Candy Burris, a songwriter, entrepreneur. Like she started like really young, kind of like mm-hmm. me, thrown. And then she just kept building up her business, whether it's with contracts or um, inventory. So I'm mm-hmm. like, that's what I'm trying to segue into. So speaking of here, I'm going to show you guys what I've been working on. So I've been working on my hoodies. So I'm going to drop these very soon to the whole fam and the gang gang. So and then I got different like little accessories and like necklaces on the website. So I got a whole like vision that's about to like totally manifest itself. So mm-hmm. thank you for even giving me the opportunity to even just talk to people. It is it's amazing. Um God mm-hmm. really had told me this year, the beginning of the year, that I was gonna become the help that I once needed. You know how mm-hmm. deep that is? Mm-hmm. So this show was um, in December. It started last December. January, he spoke that to me, that I was going to become the help that I once needed. So all of these people that I have had on here to have a conversation has somehow, some way, have been a part of my story. Mm. Part Mm. of my story. Whether it's um, what they've been through, the knowledge that they know, the information, the story that needs to be told from that person. All of these stories um, help someone. I always get calls. I get text messages. I get messages, inboxes saying, this show helped me. This person helped me. How do I get in touch with this person? Mm. And I feel that from you. I feel the vibes from you that this is the time that you needed to tell your story. There's so much more that you need to tell. I feel like you're going to write a book about <laughs> even the things that you saw that were good and bad about competition on all levels. Mm, um, yeah. Because a lot of people don't, um, they go in blinded, seeing something like you might see uh, Bring It On, how they, you know, they, uh, um, I would commercialize, you know, cheerleading mm-hmm. and yeah. the mothers and all of this stuff that all go into this. You seeing the light part of it, but you really don't know what goes on behind when you the camera is off, when the closed no. doors, um, things no, I- of that nature. And it's like, if you really knew, sometimes, if you really knew 
what goes on, not only in the music business, what goes on in competition, all of these things, you might think twice about even entering. Yeah. Or you just advocate to, uh, what to look out for signs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, signs. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I feel that this, this is the time for you to, um, tell it, to tell it, whether it comes out in music, whether it comes out of the book, whether it comes out of, I'm sure I'm not going to be the only person that's going to be interviewing you. I, I just get ready for that. I'll tell you that now. You no, know, I, I told, I had a deep conversation. Like I'm really spiritual. It's, it's, we grew up in the church, like over here it was my mom, my stepdad and I, but I always call him my dad, but um, we used to go to church. Like we were board members, like, we used to go to Strictly Biblical. Shout out to Strictly Biblical if they still going. However, <laughs> but I like really got into like um, books about Buddhism. And um, especially when I went, like it was life changing when I went overseas. Like when you go overseas and you have to live there for three months at 19 years old, um, it's a certain survival mode that kicks in real fast. Because I was, um, I was in a, communist country so um I saw I saw a lot I saw like trillions of people like where little babies had like limbs cut off and like I just saw a lot of trauma that you know we cover things up in America over there it's in your face so um like the um the essential way of like life hits you different when you can't run down the street to your mama house mm-hmm. <laughs> Like literally, if I wanted to call out for help, it was Skype or figure it out. So I dealt with shady agents. I dealt with, I dealt with so much. So like to like try to run game, you know, like that whole thing. Like it's a lot of people like, it's a lot of greed, whether it's in um, corporate America, whether it's within our community, (laughs) whether it's with our family systems, it's a lot of greed. So I think that's my message, like know your worth. That's why I'm really big on identity. Like don't force and rush yourself to do all these things you want to do. Write it down. I have journals that I literally, I wrote things down. I showed it to my little cousin the other day. And the same things I wrote down is what I'm doing right now. I I promise you, like do not rush yourself. And that's that's the stigma. Rush and get it done. No, it's not. No, it's not. Time is limitless. And so is so are your ideas. They're just limitless. Like stop putting a cap on it. Like take your time and enjoy it. Mm. You helping me, that's for sure. <laughs> you are you helping me, but like you told me, like, hey, I you know, I had a talk with, you know, in prayer and worship, and like you thought it through, and that's good. I mean, you're listening to your own voice, like. I had that same pause button too. It was literally with my whole physical body. Like I was bedridden at the time. And now look at me now. Like it's just, it's crazy. Like I was literally just getting like chopped open in January. And now it's what? It's April. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> like I just did so much. Like I'm so proud of myself to be too, because like the fact that we even survived last year, like that's historical. Like, that's crazy. We're going to be telling our grandkids that one day. Like, yeah, I, um, 
a lot of people, well, I have told this on here before, but last March in 2020, mm-hmm. I actually had COVID. And so I was um, on my sick bed for, I want to say, I quarantined for two weeks, mm. but I was literally sick maybe a week mm, and a couple of days. Right. And I never thought, it never crossed my mind that it was unto death. Now, for me, you know, some people we know have died. That wasn't my plight. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't, um, I didn't have a fever. Um, what made me go, and I wasn't coughing. What made me go was one night I was delivering the mail, and it got real dark. It got real windy, and I was on my way home, and all of a sudden my body felt like I had a fight with Mike Tyson, like everywhere. Mm. And I'm like, I ain't never felt this before. And, you know, I heard people talking. So I was like, well, let me go to emergency. Uh, Let me go to the hospital the next day. So I went up, I called my job, like, what is the procedures? You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I get there and they're like, at this time, they wasn't, I want to say wasting tests or they were saying they were limited on testing. But they was like, yeah, you were showing symptoms, you know, felt, felt me. I went to one hospital. They was like, yeah, quarantine yourself for two weeks. You're showing mm-hmm. symptoms of coronavirus. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. They said, just to be safe, um, go to Beaumont. Mm-hmm. And I went there. This is the time that they started doing, they wasn't letting people in the hospital. They were doing it from the parking lot. Right. So they come to me and they was like, yeah, you're sick. But you're not sick enough for us to wait, basically waste the test on you. Yes, yeah. you're showing symptoms. Go quarantine for two weeks. So I had two things from two different hospitals. I went home. And uh, at the time, I said, I told my fiance, I said, babe, I want you to leave. And I want you to go stay with your mom. Mm. And my fiance looked at me like that was a smack in his face. Like, why would I leave you? Who's going to take care of you? And I'm thinking I've been a strong person all my life. So I got this. He's like, no, you about to be my wife and I'm not going to leave you. And I said, okay. So we went through the process. I lost my taste. I couldn't smell. Um, I never, I got the chills. I got, you know, one minute you hide, next minute, you know, you shivering. Um, But I never, I was never coughing. I had a major, major headache every day, Mm. several times during the day. Um, But I never had a fever. So needless to say, this is the time in my life where I got so close to God and God started revealing himself to me like never before Mm. i heard him clear as day like this is this and this ain't that all right now when like when you get out of here as they say when you've been in the cave when you Mm. come out you never gonna be the same that spiritual awakening so honey when i say (laughs) i am not the same since that happened to me Mm. and um so many things, so many doors, so many opportunities have happened because mm. now I'm listening on purpose. Right. 
to, you know, what's my next move? What's my next instruction? What is this? What is that? I had to go through the moment of cutting people off that I was cool with. Same. We're not going in the same direction. So why we, yeah. Um, things that uh, had to come out of me that mm-hmm. were toxic to me came out when Corona left. Um, that's deep. Had the same, literally the same, like. Um, so on your, on your sick bed, like when you had surgery, so many things and so many, like memory, so many things that in any of your instructions. So where you're going now, even mm. to the places where you place your music, even into the lyrics, is going to be something totally different. The process is different how you even think. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I survived having Corona. It was like a group of us and it was around the time my grandmother was in a nurse nursing home and then. They kept saying it was the flu outbreak and a lot of patients died. And unfortunately, my grandma, Faye, was one of them. We all caught that. It was like six of us caught it. And we we kept saying, like, that was the worst flu. Like, it had knocked me out and I was on the couch. Survived that. And then, you know, that year, I just, it it was like my side was getting worse. You know, they say sometimes corona affect other things that's already Mm -hmm. bothering you or conditions. So I'm like, oh, my God, you know what I mean? But I just it's just so crazy. Like the stuff, like you said, that what really kicks in your spiritual outweighs the survival mode. And that's exactly what you're saying, this whole thing you're saying. And I understand because I did it almost like twice. Mm-hmm. Like I, it was days I wake up. And I was I would just cry. And I just. I didn't like the ex I was with for like, I was with an ex for like four years. I had to wash my hands of it because it was just too draining, too toxic. Mm-hmm. Like I had to build myself up. Like when I, I like, I really love and like myself cause I built myself up. Like it was nobody in my corner sending me little messages and saying like, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was me in the weeds, cutting the weeds down yeah. and myself up in growing flowers like that's how I envision now it. this process would be more appreciative from you for you mm-hmm. because it, it's a whole until <laughs> you live through it until uh you walk that you understand walk it, you you it's like uh the, I want to say the out-of-body experience but yeah. it, it is um, very eye awakening. Like God, I'm sorry that I I missed your voice a long time ago. I was hit and miss, but now it's on a place where I can't because you saved me. Come on, mm-hmm. because you did allowed me to live and you know meet my cousin again, Paisley. Not that we never, you know, we don't yeah. talk on a regular it's basis, but level. Yeah, we see eye to eye as women. I get it. Um, I just recently saw you uh, at my um, aunt's funeral and um, we have to get out of right now. uh, We only, you know, get together because of funerals and you still have to be careful because, you know, the pandemic is still here. It hasn't gone anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, We still have to be. But at the same time, regardless of the love is still true. Mm hmm. The Absolutely. love is beyond just because we're related, but because you are in a place where the door is about to swing off the hinges for you. 
I feel that way about you too. Like the fact that you were just like, oh, I'm, I manifested this podcast. And I, like, I feel like when you, listen, real recognize real. Like when somebody's serious, you feel it. So it make you want to be serious. Like I said, oh, I'm getting on this podcast today. Let me make sure my hair is done. I make, like you feel, cause you respect your craft and I do too. So like, it's just, it works. Like I, I really, I rock with that. So yeah, you're 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 dope. And I, I have no um problem with anybody. And the other thing God had told me when it comes to the six degrees of separation, God mm. told me to start with my inner circle, people around you that you already know. It ain't necessarily gotta be celebrities yet. The people around you already are already dope. Mm. Get them on your show. Mm-hmm. They're willing. They want to. And whatever they say is not about you. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's about somebody who's watching, who's going to watch. They're going to go back into all these and be like, oh, I remember somebody was on their show that used to dance, that, you know, they got a music out here and da 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 da. And, and... so again, I, <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time out to um, come on and share your story and um, letting us know where you're going from here because you won't have no reason but to go up. Listen, your platform, platforms are powerful. So the fact that you like, oh, I'm manifesting this platform. I was like, oh, I see you. We see each other. Like, I see you. I do. It's it's, um, Even in our family, there are so many people I want to talk to. Um, one of my cousins said not too long ago, don't let your your legends go to the grave and you have not learned your family history. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's that's really deep because if we know each other, we don't know who we are like or who they are. I feel like I know their name and I know who they married or who they're in relation with. I know their but children. You know them. But do you know them? No, like just like these, all these layers, like we have so many connections, like, nope. We have no idea. And I, I'm very, because of what's going on, like I wanted to sit down with Auntie Eleanor. Um, mm. I want to um, sit down with so many. Um, she's, I think um, my side of, well, in the circle. She, yeah. She's the last one. I know. I know. I I just looked at a picture where it was Faye, Eleanor, Evelyn. My my grandma, my aunties are all gone. She's the last one out of the four sisters. So that's crazy. So at the same time, it's so many. Um, even of our aunties and older cousins that no history and oh my gosh if we don't get a chance our generation and your generation if we don't sit down and talk to them it's gonna be so much history that's gonna go to the grave and we won't know we're basically starting off what we think we know and that's it i know it just it all go back into history and how it was separated um just like i i watch a lot of documentaries i'm weirdo but um, I I find myself watching a lot of like like the Holocaust um, because 
it's harder to watch your own oppression and watch others' oppressions and see the correlation and be like, I feel you. Like, it's really hard to do that. So I watch a lot of, you know, Jewish um, survivor documentaries. And just like, it's literally like implanting hatred, fear, and oppression. And then we're picking up the pieces, but we're, we're picking up a lot of pieces because it's so many years. So every piece, they're like little fragments. And like, it is tough because you want to find out who you are. You want to do the right thing by you, but you want to know who you are and you want somebody to be there to guide you to it too. So it's just, it could get heavy. So I- yeah. So I, I appreciate you um, for taking the time out and um, we we'll probably have to do some things um, later on, whether mm-hmm. it's music, if it's getting back on here, whatever we have to do um, to really pull it together, send the message out. Um, and well, like you said, let me know. Like, just let me know. Um, like I said, I'll be working with um, our cousin Devin really soon. Um, we're trying to work on a treatment together. Like it's a lot of just like you said, just dope people in our family. Devin low key can sing too. I mean, we already I, know that. Nikki can sing. It's so many people. I, so it's just like you said. I'm just really proud of you, and I'm proud to be part of this family. Like, keep doing your thing. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you too. Like I said, um, off offline. I'll mm-hmm. send you um, information, whatever we need to do. If it's a family um, coalition of getting our family favorite songs together and do that, whatever. I'm down Ooh, for it all. I want you to do a trivia, like for us to get to understand and learn our relatives. That would be fun. Like, you know, like the family feud, but the actual fun fact game version and have a few of us um, on. Robin. Cousin Robin. Yep. She cousin was just Rhonda. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, and I believe Celestine, Auntie Celestine, uh-huh. know a lot of history in our family. So those would probably be the three. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably your mom, probably. That know a lot. Mm-mm. I'm telling you, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, definitely, because Robin has a lot of pictures. Rhonda has a lot of pictures. We need to somehow get down with Auntie Eleanor and um, really get it out to everybody. Her heritage. Yeah, I agree. Well, I don't know what you're doing uh, the rest of the day, but have a pleasant one. It's really pretty out there. So. Yes, I know. I have one more show, and then I'll be free for the rest of the to the day. Oh, yep, you got a minute. Okay, lady. Well, thank you. I love you. You're welcome. I love you, too. And I will see you soon, okay? Okay, see you soon. All right. Bye-bye.